Arctic Hollow Net. This is the Scum and Villainy Podcast interview series. Uh, we, today we are interviewing Dallas Parker, uh, also known on the Hollow Net as Tex. Dallas has uh, won a bunch of tournaments um, in, uh, well, and come close to winning, you know, some pretty important ones. Um, Dal- Dallas, you just won the TCO. Um, are you feeling high and mighty right now? Uh, how are you feeling? Uh, currently, until the next one starts. <laughs> Anyways, how's it going, man? I mean, you're, you're running a pretty good wave of X-Wing re- uh, recently. Yeah, yeah, I've been really happy. been mostly consistent with my play over the last year, hoping to stay good with uh, coming back to Worlds and trying to get that last hole point, but it wasn't to be, so... So today, uh, interviewing with me, I am joined by the galaxy's most feared battle droid. Uh, I, I hold, hold up, theorist Jeff, because he doesn't want me to call him Jeff Jones anymore, even though he may be Jeff Jones. Who knows? Anyways, what's going on? Uh-huh. You see, you see what I did there. You see, I, I, yeah, yeah, I see what you did there. Uh, all right, uh, theorist, how are you, my man? Uh, what's going on? Feeling much, much better. I've been sick for like a week. Man, so I'm you just not getting back into fighting shape. So you recently posted an article in regards to uh, playing ships that are outside of your comfort zone to try and round out your skills. Um, you want to just give us a quick recap of that? I'm sure we'll talk about that in the podcast. But as you know, we try and fill stuff in as we go. Uh, just give us well, a quick recap of that. This is kind of a personal journey for me. I'm taking the whole month of December, and I'm just going to play lists that I would never think of playing. Not necessarily bad lists. I want to play top-level lists, like things that other people have done extremely well with yeah, that like, I would never play. Like Just to get, get a feel for, like, well, how does this win? Because sometimes I don't understand. Seeing you play a Z95 would be entertaining, because I know you oh, don't like that you, ship. You missed it. Uh, tonight, I played Biggs with R3A2 and four Talas with concussion missiles and munitions failsafe, and I took out Dash. Wow, nice. I was happy. So, um, that's pretty... He had three stress on him when he died. So if you want to check out Theorist's article, you can absolutely go to teamcovenant.com and view that. Um, so let's get in, let's dive into Dallas Parker. Tex, um, which do you prefer? Should we call you Dallas or Tex? Either or. I'm gonna call it you, works. I'm going to call you Dallas because it says Dallas Parker on Skype right here, and mm-hmm. that's going to make it easier because I can't remember things. <laughs> Dallas uh, is a great name. There's a limited yeah, number of people yeah. in the Yeah, it really helps in class. It's like, okay, here's the paper. Oh, yeah, that's me. All right, so now I've got uh, a couple of questions for you to start. How did you get into sort of gaming or miniatures gaming or card gaming in general? What, what kind of got you into X-Wing? What did you play before? Um, let's see. So I started with um, Lord of the Rings from Games Workshop uh, way back in high school with some friends. Then that kind of morphed into 40K. That morphed into Warhammer Fantasy. I've been playing that for a while. I still have Necrons that I've had for like almost a decade now. Um, and then at the store, you know, they came out with the X-Wing game. I was like, ah, oh, I, I can't get into that. I'm spending too much money on miniatures, but it just looks so cool. I'm like, I got to hold off. My friends aren't playing it. You know, got to hold off. And then one of my f- good friends bought it. It's like, hey, I'll demo it. I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> and, then, and then got into it, and I'm like, wow, this is really simple, and the rules are easy. Um, did one demo game, really liked it. I thought it was like, okay, this will be like a cool side game to 40K, because 40K takes forever to play, you know, like multiple hours, whereas this you get done in 30 minutes an hour for smaller games. Um, and then started playing that. Uh, <laughs> and then I actually entered 
um, a tournament for my, I think it was my third or second game. I had a really embarrassing story where I had to borrow everything from a buddy, you know, because they need they had like seven people, so they needed eight. So I'm like, oh, okay, I'll play. I played one practice game, mm-hmm. um, got everything out. I think we had interceptors versus ties. And he's like, oh, you need damage cards. I'm like, oh crap! So I ran over to this core box that I just bought that day, um, pulled it out, started pulling cards, and I got like direct hit, direct hit, direct hit. I'm like, oh dang it! He's like, did you shuffle those? I'm like. No. <laughs> so apparently, all seven direct hits start on the top of the deck. Oh, well, now you oh. know. Just as an FYI, <laughs> they might have changed that, but I found that out the hard way. That's funny. Uh, what uh, about what t- about what wave was that when uh, you started? Wait, that'd um, be wave two, wouldn't it? Yeah, it was a little bit after wave two came out. I think it was like March or April, um, 2013. So yeah, I got <laughs> actually did really well at that tournament. Um, you know, I think I had placed like third or something. So I was like, hey, this is cool. So Yeah. I mean it was just starting out and coming third. Yeah, I I didn't know what I was doing. I was like trying to fly like two wingmen each and like have two guys on the left, two guys in the middle, two guys on the right, and just fly forward. (laughs) I've seen that. Yeah. Well, Uh, um you uh you did you you, so you start in wave two and you make it to and and what kind of got you into playing swarms because that's what you're known for and obviously you play second at uh at the 2013 worlds you may have beaten someone along the way grumble grumble (laughs) curse curse i will i will say that dallas had uh Dallas taught me something at Worlds because we did play, and you taught me uh, a lesson about blocking, and if you ex- and expecting a block, and then essentially jumping over that block. Do you remember that move that you did? <laughs> like, that yeah, was- I was like, oh yeah, I'm totally, I'm totally messed up. Unless I go like five forward. Mm-hmm. So, so he five forwards over my blocks and blocks my entire back line of ships, and then just it was just bad news bears after that. So I was, you were my one loss that entire. Anyways, let's move on. You play Paul Heaver in the finals in what many consider to be <laughs> one of the greatest games of X-Wing ever. Um, so what kind of got you to the Swarm, right? Um, why did you go from, I guess, Interceptors to the Swarm, or, or what What kind of got you there? I, I guess I've always had a soft spot for like the unknown, just grunts that always die in video games and stuff like that, where they just get shot down. Um, I think there's like memes and stuff. Like If you have a helmet on, you're guaranteed to die because nobody cares about you. Mm-hmm. But in this game, what I really liked was how TIE Fighters were still super weak. They weren't, or not super weak, they weren't like, um, uh, not Rebel Alliance, uh, Rogue Squadron in the video games where you just kind of hold the A button and cursor over TIE Fighters and they mm-hmm. just explode. Mm-hmm. In this game, yeah, they can die, but if you play them right, one TIE Fighter can win you the game if he's all that's left. So I really liked that aspect of it. And they're like, hey, you know, if one TIE Fighter can do well on his own with the right uh, maneuvering and dice rolls, if you have a whole bunch of them, it's got to be better. And then I really like the um, geometry and stuff. And after reading uh, Pigsid's ar- article about maneuvering, I was like, man, this is so much fun, you know, working with the maneuvering and the geometries and, and all the angles and stuff. Because um, I'm sort of the engineer type, so I always like that. So so that was just fun. And then I, I came to find out that Tyswarm was actually a really good build. <laughs> So I'm like, hey, I'll just stick with this. Yeah, they still are a pretty darn good build. Um, I mean, because I mean, you played uh, you played them again in uh, the last worlds. Um, what was how was your swarm different from wave three to wave four? 
Um, yeah, so going into it, uh, I liked my original one. Um, I had just done the, the standard box formation, kind of like the bus column straight mm -hmm. uh, in 2013. So I was messing around more with the offset formation, get tighter. Uh, going into it, I didn't want a flanker. Like before, usually I'd have Dark Curse or Backstabber off to the side, kind of doing flanky maneuvering. But hey, a Fat Han loves to see that because he can just you know move up fast and then go one-on-one, -on -one, and that's bad news. Or Phantom also likes to see that because it can go fast and kind of pick off that flanker. So generally, I, I envisioned, like, let's say Backstabber more or less just turning back towards the swarm and trying to, you know, kind of form up anyway. Mm -hmm. So I figured, hey, I might as well just incorporate my seventh ship into my formation and try to modify it a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then I force, A, the Phantom to come to me. And if he wants to shoot at any of my ships, then he has a chance to get shot back by everybody. And same thing for Han. If Han wants to come in and try to snipe stuff, then he's probably taking volleys if I maneuver right. So what was exactly your uh, your 14 worlds list? Um, so my, my 2014 worlds list was uh, four academy pilots, just base, um, two black squadrons with draw their fire, and then uh, Howlrunner with hull upgrade and VI. So the idea was I wanted to capitalize on having a tight formation and then, in essence, having no good shots because A, everybody wants to shoot at Howlrunner, but Howlrunner is so hard to kill on that build because she's in the back, four hit points, um, double draw their fires with, for crits, pretty much always evading every turn. So that's not a good idea. Then you could shoot at the blacks, but they're kind of in the back and left, so they're usually also a range band further away, and the other black can draw off of them. But then if you're shooting at the front row academies, they can have crits drawn off of them from the black squadrons, plus you're only killing an academy, so... So it's kind of like, you know, kind of pick your poison on who you want to attack first. Yeah, the Swarm is no good targets. It's just how they play. Do you think that uh, flanking was sort of dead in Wave 4? Because uh, you had these just really powerful ships that would just come up and kill it right away. I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't hear the first part of the question. Uh, do you think, think flanking out. was kind of dead in Wave 4? I mean, um... It wasn't so much dead. Uh, it was just that one TIE fighter flanking I just did not feel comfortable with since there was a couple games at Last Worlds and um, in between where it's like, if I want to fly the flanker up, he's taking on something way more powerful than him. And, yeah, you know, from the, the from the 2013 game, you know, Dark Curse can die in one shot. I actually can't think of a single ship in Wave 4 or really in Wave 5 that I feel safe on flank. Mm -hmm. Unless it's like the starship, like Whisper yeah. on flank, Han on flank, Corrin, but none of those. Those Dash are, on flank, but those are your ships, though. Yeah, mm -hmm. but yeah, and then and then you kind of start merging away from the full Tie Swarm in order to run one of those. I think uh, Doom Shuttle can maybe flank. I mean, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I see. Yeah, okay, I'll that. give it, I'll give that one to you. It's maybe the only thing I can think of though. Because if that goes a one on one with something, I mean, whatever. It's two ties. It's fine. Um, so you, so winning, going from 2013 to 2014, does you kind of feel a little bit of pressure to uh, continue playing, not only playing, but playing well? Um, we kind of, oh, we oh talk, yeah, for sure. Yeah. We talked to Paul about that and I mean, you guys had what was an incredible game. That game literally could have gone to, to either of you mm -hmm. based on dice rolls. I mean, you both had a couple of really good moves. Uh, so, yeah, so talk about, you know, I guess, the pressure that it took, uh, the, I guess you felt uh, going in uh, to that second Worlds tournament. 
yeah, it was it was interesting because yeah, I'm I'm in California and then Paul's uh in uh Nova area, so we're kind of, you know, opposite realms. So I'm more or less the guy that has the big target on the back of my <laughs> on on the back of my shirt. Mm-hmm. So uh I mean some guys knew who I was since the YouTube videos and all that and then people would slowly figure it out. So I didn't advertise it of course. But um but yeah, I was kinda like, okay, yeah, if I if I start losing to just whatever list, then <laughs> it's like, oh dear. <laughs> so so I wanted to keep doing well and keep staying on top of my game. Because the other thing was I really wanted to get back to the final table for sure and try to take it home. And unfortunately the pressure was, like I kept telling myself, unless I win Worlds 2014, I did worse than I did last year. Because <laughs> I don't think I could lose again by one whole point. I don't think that'll happen. Um so but you did pretty darn good. I mean, let's let's kind of go into to 2014 Worlds. What was your record going into the top cut? Um so I played both days, so I was exhausted mm-hmm. <laughs> after both of those days. So I went four and two on the first day. And then I went five and one on the second day. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you wanted to go into all that because there's a lot of info. Yeah, yeah. For the most part, I guess let's. I mean, I, for the most part, I want to blanket over it. But what was your sort of impression of the meta at Worlds, and um, what were what were some of the things that kind of took you caught you off guard or that you liked? Um, it was it was actually very interesting. I got the whole three pillars multiple times. I think I had like two tie swarms, three whisper builds, couple fat Hans or. Um, actually, three fat falcons. Um, but yeah, I also ran into a few rebel swarms or multiple rebel ship builds. Um, I also got a three elite uh, rebel build. Um, also had to fight my friend who was running two a wing, two elite a wings, and like a base Han. So that was fun. <laughs> um, so yeah, I just kind of faced kind of almost everything. It was it was really interesting to just kind of run the gauntlet. Um, but what I liked is how diverse the, the squads were because you could run one of the three main pillars between swarms, fat falcons, and uh, and whispers and stuff. But also, yeah, I could see everybody running what they liked. So, so yeah, it was a lot of fun just to you know play against everybody. But yeah, I had the most problem with phantoms, of course. Okay, was there a pattern in squads you had trouble with? You had four losses. You had two on Thursday, one on Friday, and then one in elimination. Yeah, so two of those what did, what were did you lose two? Yeah, two of those were phantoms. Um one was Josh with his fan, uh Whisper and Five Academies. Uh the other one was Morgan, obviously, with Whisper and the Mini Swarm. Right. right. Um then I then I lost to Paul <laughs> with his uh tank uh fat Han build. And then the other one was and I'm blaking here for a second. Oh yeah, and then I lost to Jonathan uh with his uh, uh panic attack list. The three Bs, oh, yeah. tacticians, and the Y wing uh, by one point. Love that list. So that was fun. So what? What uh, list or what sort of was there a squad that kind of stood out that uh, you liked as far as that you weren't expecting? Um, I wasn't originally. I wasn't expecting Jonathan's list. The, what was funny is we went to dinner the night before, so we were talking about our lists and our strategies, and we had to play each other at five and one on game six That's <laughs> that, was, that was a bummer because <laughs> um, yeah that one was interesting because it's like okay I don't really want to K-turn over you because then I'll be double stressed and then I can do the ramming game but then it's just kind of unmodified dice versus semi-modified dice so I thought I played it decently but I, I had to leave it a lot more down the luck and at the end uh, he destroyed 51 points and I destroyed 50 holy so, cow so I, got, wow. so I got yeah, knocked that's... out Extremely top close. 16 <laughs> by one point. Yeah, so that sucked. <laughs> At least Jonathan made it, so I was really happy for that. But 
getting knocked out by one point seven. I've had that fight against Swarms. I run Ion Cannon instead of Tactician on the on the blues, mm-hmm. and I've had that Swarm fight. That's a hard fight for the Swarm. You wouldn't think so, but once things start getting disorganized, mm-hmm. it's 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 yeah, a hard it's fight one of those things where like range one ties. No focus, but how run a reroll? We're doing either zero damage or one damage to a B wing. It was like, oh no, <laughs> that one green dice. So, it, it, they spread out that like small bits of damage you do. They spread it out so easily. Mm-hmm. So you, uh, so you did pretty well. You made uh, what was it? what was? Do you know what your final rank was? Somewhere like in the top sixteen, right? Um, I. F- I think I was eleventh. Yeah, because you, you recall you ended up beating Doug. You lost Morgan, and the Doug matchup was was kind of depressing for anybody who likes a swarm because <laughs> the two people who of the three people running the straight swarm, two of them were playing each other. Mm-hmm, and right that, that. Yeah, two games in a row was down to the last dice roll, which I thought was pretty entertaining for you. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. The the game with Hothy was really fun and also really tight. Because yeah, we he was like I killed a ship faster than he did, but he got more damage spread out across all my ships with the draw their fire and stuff. And yeah, I came down to like I was I was winning almost the entire game, but just barely. And then he was winning in the last or second to last turn, and the very last turn, uh, I took back the lead. Uh, um, but we only had like two, was it like five ships left on the board, six ships left on the board or something? So yeah, I was like, Ooh. you want to know the most heartbreaking thing about that? Okay, Doug did a lot of anti-phantom practice, mm-hmm. and then the very next round, Dallas goes against Morgan. <laughs> yeah, so. uh, he, had, he had been talking about playing the phantom uh, the, the yeah. for 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 weeks. Yeah, it's like his list was set up to take on the phantom a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so I was what, tr- what might have happened. You know, one di- one dice roll away from seeing that. Well, Dallas is also one di- dice roll away from seeing another yeah. swarm, right? Yeah, <laughs> it would have been three swarm on swarms. Um, so you kind of go from from worlds, right? You did pretty darn good at worlds, and I know we're going to talk about this after worlds, although it really began before. Let's talk about uh, the Team Covenant Open. That may some I, I think you won that, right? Mm-hmm. You did. Uh, it was not. It was not pretty through a lot of the rounds, but. So how did you do in the initial rounds? Um, I did pretty well. I actually lost my first game, and it was actually to Gary Ash, who had the the two phantoms in the. Yeah, I think it was top Gary list. Top eight. Yeah. So I got him close. I got whispered down to two whole points, but he was able to finish off Kirk. What were your um, two? What were your two lists that you brought? Um. So my first one was actually a modified it was very similar to the TIE Swarm I ran at Worlds uh, swapped out um, VI didn't have VI, had PTL on was, uh, sorry, PTL on HAL Runner and then had Wingman on one of the Black Squadrons instead of Draw Their Fire mm-hmm. so I kind of wanted to practice that a little bit that was more for um, the heavy lasers that I was expecting because double Draw Their Fire versus Dash is kind of sad face mm-hmm. yeah yeah. Um, yeah so I yeah, go ahead. And what was your what was the second list you ran? Um, so the second one was the main one that I liked because uh, this is also right after nationals, so I'd been flying a lot of tie swarms. So I'm like, okay, I got to go the opposite direction. <laughs> so I wanted, I really liked the Corn Han builds. That looks like so much fun, but I don't play rebels usually. So I'm like, okay, what can Imperials do? So then the whole Phantom and Decimator looked really cool. And since this was Wave Five, I wanted to run a Decimator for sure, and I really loved the Buzzsaw. 
uh, Phantom build. So what I took was Whisper with Gunner, Fire Control, VI, and Advanced Cloaking, and then uh, Ken Kirk, the Decimator, with Predator, Isard, and Gunner. So that was that was kind of the main list I flew. I think I flew the Swarm once, but I was mainly having a lot of fun with the two ship build. And, uh, and so you lost one time the entire the entire turn. Yeah, right? yeah, the the first game. So uh, you got so on the way there. Uh, this just needs to be just talked about here, since since Theorist is here. <laughs> you did have a pretty epic match against Theorist. I'm. Uh, Jeff was talking about off air. Uh, Jeff, you're not. You're still sh- not sure you lost that game yet. You're still playing. I'm still right? fighting. I'm, I'm convinced that if I hang in there, I will win that game. <laughs> yeah, I think it hasn't both. sunk in. Yet. It hasn't sunk in yet because I thought I had that game when Whisper went down, and I was so far ahead. I thought for sure I had won it, and it just let's let's Ken set, Kirk. Let's set the table a little bit. Um, so we. We had a, a, a basically to kind of describe what happened here. Jeff had uh, you had your Fringer and um, Dash list, and Fringer's got an HLC versus Dallas. Dallas is winning, you know, his uh, what is it, Echo and uh, and Kinder, uh, Whisper, Whisper, and Whisper, Kinder, and Kinder. Yeah, Whisper. Okay, so uh, so Jeff gets just incredibly lucky. Versus, and it was, and that's I okay. I, I mean, did get you, very, very. Lucky. You set you set Defensive. yourself up to be, to mm-hmm. be lucky, right? So I mean, you set up you set up the shot, but it was. Uh, but I remember it because I was casting that game. I I ran the numbers on X wing dice, and you were expected to do I think two to three damage, and it was really more towards the two side. And I believe, and 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 this is versus a cloaked whisper. And Jeff just manages to HLC the crap out of Whisper, and Whisper just dies. And we've got a damaged Kenkirk versus a damaged Dash Rendar, and I believe a mostly to absolutely fully healthy Fringer, right? Uh, yes, I had taken, I think, one damage on the Fringer at that point. And then, over the course of several... So, Jeff has, has the luck on this game, and then out of nowhere... Dallas dice just decide, or Vassal decides that Jeff's been on Vassal a little too long, um, <laughs> and and he needs to go down and get you taken down a peg, and, and and your luck just swung. Like how did mm-hmm. you? Didn't you lose uh, Dash? Um, how did you lose Dash? Like it was a that was a pretty lucky shot, right? Uh, it was a terrible shot. Um, <laughs> what ha- what In your opinion, uh, I'm pretty sure I lost Dallas thought it was great. I lost the gunner. I got greedy. Uh, I was going to take two damage. I had five five hull left. I was going to take two damage. I decided I would focus and make him reroll with, with just Predator, thinking, you know, it's probably going to be two at the most. Because it was, was like through an asteroid three, range three, three versus right? three or something like that. So, some ridiculous roll. And he lands two hits and a crit, and the crit was a direct hit. <laughs> so it took four and put me at one hull. And then after that, it's just Some, a matter of time. Yeah, and then after, after that, I had a good shot where I could get like a parting shot from behind a rock and then get away and wait and try to kill him on pilot skill at the end. But I never got away because he killed me that turn. <laughs> and then he did that to me uh, on the Fringer at the end. That's how he, he, got, he caught back up to me. So, like, so Dallas, what's your mindset when you're sitting looking at Dash and a healthy Fringer with a hurt <laughs> Ken Kirk? What's going through your mind? All I was doing was like scrolling through the the uh, 
the maneuver dial and be like, can this do anything for me? Nope. Can this do anything for me? Nope. Can this do it? I'm like, oh dear. <laughs> so at that point, yeah, I was more like, okay, maybe I can hide behind asteroids, roll more dice, and pray I just roll really well consistently with green. And then with um, Ken Kirk's ability, get two green dice and have an evade, and maybe he'll start whiffing heavy laser shots. And that's what happened. Yep. It ended up working out for you. Yeah, because yeah, it was interesting because going into it, it was like I wanted both ships to be not good end game because I think a normal decimator, you know, once it starts taking damage, it's it's pretty much got a life expectancy ticking down. Whereas Ken Kirk really slows that down with his abilities. His with engine and Yasani is actually that's a nice combo. Mm-hmm. He didn't have engine. He did. Yeah, unfortunately, I didn't have engine in this build. Uh, Ran out of points. Ah, uh, <laughs> yeah. The, I wanted to do. I wanted to do Buzzsaw on Whisper and the, the, Predator Gunner. The Church of Theorists is angry at you. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. <laughs> Can't be too angry. He, he won against. Uh, are you the Are you the Pope of the Church of Theorists or, or like what? Where do you Where do you rank in 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 that church? Talking to him or me? To you, yeah. You're the you're the. Where do I rank in my own church? Yeah, in your own church, right? Oh like, well, I'm probably just the greeter. Honestly. <laughs> Anyways, so um, you 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 make it. Tell us about the last game um, versus Sideslip. Mm-hmm. Um, so I first I I really liked the matchup. But the more I kept thinking about it, the more I didn't. I wasn't feeling too confident about it. Because um, it's one of those things where you know if you go after um, da- uh, Sideslip is running core and, and Dash uh, mm-hmm. both decked out. So I was like, okay, if I go after. Um, dash first, that would be the best play. But um, that leaves Corn to get on my tail, and he knows where I'm going to be. And then between a double tap, three dice shot, and then a four dice heavy laser, unless I'm getting to range one, I could lose Whisper in one round again. Mm-hmm. Easy. Um, plus, uh, Ken Kirk really doesn't do as well against either of his ships, since they have really good dice efficiencies and all that. So more or less, Ken Kirk was going to get schooled by either ship, but Whisper could... Uh, kill both of his ships. So it was more or less one of those things, just trying to keep Whisper alive till the end game and try to gang up on one of his ships fast and kill it before Whisper dies. And then pray Whisper can finish the fight while Ken Kirk maybe supports if Ken Kirk's still around somehow. He had, now if I remember correctly, he had one bad turn that kind of decided the game. Is that correct? Uh, mostly. Yeah, because what we did was I decided to do kind of something new and go kind of, you know, play around and fly around the edge of the board away from the asteroid or debris clouds, and then he headed towards that. And I, I was able to just, you know, kind of slow play, keep going slow, and then do my, <laughs> I guess now it's my signature, straight through the debris move. Um, and it caught him off guard because, you know, since I was swinging all the way around, he was expecting me to keep going straight. He's setting up a trap on the left oh, side. Oh, yeah, I forgot you did that against Jeff, too. And then I just turned straight into the debris field saying, ah, screw it, why not? Um, and then he turned into me, so I got two really good shots on his dash with both my ships. And then Corrin was off in the corner uh, doing a K-turn, so he was going to be at least a turn away from getting into the fight, so that really helped me. And then the crucial turn was right after that, because dash could either turn right and barrel roll off of an asteroid, um, go forward straight, jump over Ken Kirk or turn left, maybe barrel roll. So I had to decide on one of those options. 
and if I got it wrong, you know, he could he could block me on either the straight uh, and block my left decloak, or his turn left would block my decloak right. So I was like, oh my gosh. So I was trying to you know do the Vizini thing. Uh, <laughs> so in the end, I lucked out and I chose the right turn. Um, it was the one that was safest for me because I had a couple bailout options. I think he was trying to overthink it just a little bit. And then he moved up, barely bumped Whisper. Whisper did a one hard, got to range one, and and Ken Kirk was still at range one. So at that point, I had two range one shots on a slightly damaged dash. And that's just... And then I also also got an injured pilot crit after all that Ooh, on him. Yeah. So that really helps, too. That's... That's so you ended up winning, um, and that is you know. I mean, let's talk about the TCO in general as sort of like a wrap up, and you're as good a person to talk about. How do you think the Team Covenant tournaments um, and the Vassal tournaments in general kind of compared to the larger tournaments? Because you've been to both worlds, you've played in both <laughs> worlds, and uh, is this your first uh, Vassal tournament you've done, or have you done any of the other ones? Um, I did the Galactic Cup. That was my first one. How'd you do in that um, one? I got knocked out by Dom. I think it was top 16 when I was running my triple interceptors versus his dancing hippos. Yeah, I remember that game. I think I commentated that one, too. I've commentated a bunch of your games, actually. Yeah, so that one was really fun, but, you know, some bad moves and getting center blocked was spelled the doom from the beginning. But, yeah, that was a lot of fun. So how do you think that uh, the Vassal tournaments kind of compare to... The 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 real life tournaments and and as far as difficulty preparation that sort of thing, um, I'd say they're just about as hard, but it's definitely it's a different feel, um, because you know it's it's on the app or the um the vessel, so there's zooming going on, so your skills maneuvering in person are a little different on there. It takes a little bit of getting used to, but it's not bad. Um, plus, it also has that untimed aspect, so you can really go for the full long game um, maneuvers. Whereas at Worlds, like half of my strategies was okay, kill off the Phantom support, leave the Phantom, and go to time, try to win on points. You can't do that in Vassal because Phantom's going to stay there forever until until you're dead or it's dead. Um, and yeah, and there's a lot of good players on Vassal, so you get to play against the best players in the world pretty much also you and you also do get to play against people in Australia or England or anywhere else so setting up the game is a little tricky with the time zones but it's really fun being able to play those people that can't fly halfway across the world to play you in person yeah I've always found that Vassal like the one thing I think that's most did you do any because I think the 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 one difference is sort of knowing what you're going to fly with a lot of time and then being able to scout, you know, the, uh, did you ever watch any of the games of your, Oh, oh yeah, for sure. Um, at the be- beginning rounds, I didn't really look into it very much, maybe like the day before. Uh, but yeah, as it, as the rounds went on, as there's more log files, um, saved, then yeah, you can kind of see what they're flying and how they fly it and what their ships look like. And you can kind of start to expect maneuvers a little bit. But of course, that can get into another Vizini game where it's like, okay, I know you've done this in in older games, so are you going to do that again in this game, or are you going to try to mix it up? And I think I was able to, on, for myself, do I do that pretty well. And I think my three dash games, I kind of had a different strategy in each one of them, <laughs> uh, kind of the setup and initial maneuvers and stuff. So, 
So that, since this was a Wave Five tournament, what do you what do you kind of think? Obviously, I, I hope you like Wave Five since you just won a you mm-hmm. know a pretty major tournament with Wave Five. What are your impressions of Wave Five? What do you like? What do you dislike? Um, go ahead and talk about that. Um, yeah, I mean the obvious dislike is there, there's there are double turrets, so there's going to be tons of turrets everywhere. Because um, I do like playing interceptors, um, especially reading uh, theorist uh, post way back during the beginning of this year. Um, so that's uh, the how, be much the how to fly a PTL interceptor article. I remember that. Yep. So th- those okay. are going to suffer for a little bit because there's going to be so many turrets. Thankfully, they're getting auto thrusters uh, soon enough. But um, but otherwise, yeah, it's really fun to have uh, a sort of Falcon esque ship on the Imperials. But what I do like is um, how different all three of those are. Uh, so then you get a different feel of how you know tanky, but how fast it can drop on the decimator, but all the little tricks it can do. The fat Hans is, that's already established, and then the pseudo interceptor play ish on dash with his heavy laser, but he does have that obvious range one bubble. So they all behave a little bit differently. So I'm really liking that. Plus, I think it's going to push the phantom down slightly. Um, it's still really good, but with so many turrets, it's it's a lot easier to screw up, I should say that, <laughs> with a with a phantom and just get pulverized. So I think those will drop a little bit and we'll have more pillars to the meta, I guess you could say. How do you think that... Uh, like, what has been your favorite meta to play in so far? Like, we had sort of the Wave 3 meta. We've had this Wave, which was kind of swarms and then... I guess B it's really swarms and question mark, right? Like whatever the <laughs> heck you wanted to beat against swarms. And then the wave four was phantom and fat Han and then swarms. And then, you know, who knows after that, maybe rebel swarms, but I'd put that in swarms as well. <laughs> wave five. I have, I mean, to be honest, we don't necessarily know what the metas are yet. Um, but what, what's been your favorite meta so far or, or, or game so far when it comes to the meta game? Um, I did like Wave 3 a lot. The thing was, I was, I was still kind of new to the game, so I didn't really know or had the whole meta following at that point. I was flying, you know, one of the solid lists. Um, and obviously, as a, as a Swarm player, I wasn't too happy <laughs> when, when uh, the Phantom originally came out, since it does pretty well against Swarms, although Swarms can definitely beat it. So that was nice to get practice and kind of figure out how to tackle it and have a, have a good chance to actually win against it in Wave 4. Um, so I so wave four wasn't quite as fun, I'd say personally, but it was it was cool to see you could bring a very diverse list, and I think at Worlds it proved that where um, people were bringing like rebel rebel swarms and rebel control and six sigma and bombers as well as the three established pillars, and everybody was doing well if you could fly it well. Yeah, and then also kind of Rick also proved it at nationals as well with his um, Sunterfell Whisper shuttle winning that. So hey, shuttles cool. are strong, man. Mm-hmm. They are very yep. efficient. So what I really liked is how this was proving is, as long as you have a fighting chance against every list, bring what you like to fly, and as long as you're practiced with it, you'll do well. That's good advice. Yeah, um, so, uh, that's what I've always said. Yeah, what do you like that? That actually kind of since we're talking about advice, what advice would you give since, I mean, at this point, Dallas, I mean, we, you can't dodge it. You're a pretty damn good X-Wing player. Um, what would you, what advice would you give to people who want to get better at X-Wing 
what would you say that is you know what what do you do to get be- to get better and to prepare and what would you uh, what advice would you give for people who wanted to, um, to get I, at that you know, level? Yeah, I, I like playing Vassal. Uh, gives a lot of practice. You can get your formations down. You can get opening moves down. Paul talked a lot about that of how he can do opening moves, asteroids as well. Um, and then uh, you know, figuring out your list, optimizing every single upgrade. You know, don't throw random upgrades on there, not knowing what they're going to do. Make sure you have a plan for every single point you're going to spend, um, and then kind of figure out how you're going to tackle every meta archetype if you're going to these big tournaments like okay if you run into a fat Han what's your game plan you run into a uh, whisper what's your game plan you run into a dash what's your game plan and then you know practice a lot on the builds that you have trouble with and definitely practice some on the good builds and then try to find ways you know to to optimize that and then yeah just lots of practice and you know scouting on vassal helps watching battle reports helps just more x-wing <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, did you hear that uh, that they named a faction after our podcast? Yes, I heard about that. You did, you know, I actually have it on record that they named it after us, which of course is complete nonsense. But I have it on record, and I'm going to go ahead <laughs> and I'm going to hold it down. Uh, what are your thoughts on Scum? Um, I'm liking it so far. I'll probably stick to Imperials just because I have this Codex 40K mentality of being loyal. But uh, I will definitely be trying it out. Um, you know, I've played, dead. I've played Warhammer before. I haven't spent any money on it. I know people who have. I realize this. I'm sure you realize this. Um, X-wing costs as much for everything as one Codex costs. <laughs> yeah, yep, yeah. It's much easier to get into, unless, of course, you're like some of the people in the forums that have to have the whole Endor reenactment yeah. fleet. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, what do you think about Scum? Um, I'm liking it. Uh, it looks like it'll shake up the meta even more. Um, lots of tricks, like direct little counters. There's a direct counter to Whisper, good counters to big ships, definitely a big counter to swarms, so that's going to be fun. <laughs> Seeing a bunch of dead man switches come in. Uh, so yeah, it's it's going to be... I think there's going to be a little bit of a reversion back to kind of the mentality of Wave 3 where everybody was kind of running what they liked and there wasn't really these big pillars established much besides like Honshoots first and uh, Bigs Walks the Dogs and Swarms. Because um, yeah, there's going to be so many more options now that you can see anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. who knows what's going to come out. Um, is there... Uh, actually, I know the answer to this, but I still I'm going to give you the opportunity to uh, to tell us. So, is there any card that you're specifically looking forward to um, uh, from Scum that's coming out? Yeah, Auto Thrusters. Yeah, I'm sh- uh, for sure. Uh, do you think that's going to move the dial in- enough to s- for interceptors to see play again? I- I'm curious about that. Um, I think so. Uh, man, Fell is going to be very scary with that. I'm gonna. I have to say. Yeah, he'll you, finally be good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can't wait. Yeah, I know um, you can. I'm, I'm really, just, I'm really eager. I'm really eager to play triple interceptors again. I'm, even I'm against, trying like, to hold all back these, though, all these turrets. Laughter over here. That's funny. Oh man. Um, let's see here. So, it, I, I'm really looking forward to scum. Um, uh, so what are your plans in, in, in the future as far as, like, are, are you're going to Worlds next year, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's the plan. How is the uh, local meta in California? Um, it's good. Uh, we're kind of spread out because there's lots of shops, but there's I'm, I'm in L.A., 
so there's lots of traffic, so it's a little bit hard to get to all the places. So there's a lot of people kind of fly whatever they want, but most people are um, pretty much up on the meta. So some people follow it, some people don't. So there's kind of you get kind of everything and every anything, really. I, so I'm yeah. I have to ask this question for for Sable Griffin since he's not here. <laughs> Um, if you could fix the tie advanced, how would you fix it? Um, probably just offense, just a little bit more offense. Um, because right now it's it's a tanky build, and that can work in timed missions or time setting, but it's just really hard for it, you know, to earn its points back. And there's no taunt ability like in a video game or something. So, I'd say just a little bit more. Not a not a red dice per se. That's probably just a little too direct. But I know there's been some good math out there. That's that's uh, that's good. But I I will have to say I have so much faith in FFG that I actually did buy a third tie advanced a little while ago with some tournament winnings. So I'm <laughs> I'm ready for whatever they have. I really don't. <laughs> that is bold. Although I mean I think when we interviewed Alex and Frank, they all but said that something's coming out. So mm-hmm. like so I, I believe them. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm yep. sure. I'm sure with your battle droid capabilities, you just hacked into their servers. You know, I am their servers. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Jeff, do you have any questions for Dallas? Uh, I have. A, I have a couple of minor questions. I might as well ask them on air. I was wondering if you play Epic. Oh, uh, sorry, you cut out slightly. Do you play? Do you play Epic? I do play a little bit of Epic. I haven't done very much. I've only done. Like one small tournament and a few pickup games. What what would change that for you and make you? Um, big Imperial big ship would help, <laughs> or a huge ship, I should say. Yeah. Um, I do I do have fun playing it, but I have I have to force myself to not bring all these Tie Fighters, otherwise it gets a little <laughs> out of hand. You know, okay. if I like as to run de- seven Tie Fighters in normal games, then as a dedicated Imperial player, I want to challenge you to something, and we'll have you back on sometime, and we'll see. Mm-hmm. What you were able to make of this? This is the challenge that I'm issuing to you. Uh oh. Okay. An, an imperial control spam build. You played rebel control spam at worlds and mm-hmm. lost to it. Mm-hmm. Build an imperial version of that list that just spams control at the opponent and wins that way. Yeah, we're we're working on on imperial spam lists and we can't figure <laughs> it out. And, I've, and I've, you're as an expert as anybody. I've played one. I'll I'll talk to you guys after it. It. I think it could do okay in this current meta before it just didn't work very well. Um, yeah, I, was, I think it was like... I'm trying to remember the points, but I think it was Shuttle with Ion and either Double Tactician or Single, uh, Bounty Hunter with Tactician and Ion, and a uh, Defender with Ion. And I think, Or no, sorry, I think the Shuttle I like Rebel Captive and Tactician. You see, for a second there, I thought you were going to say... Four shuttles, all with double tactician. <laughs> I, I don't have four shuttles, unfortunately. I can might have to change that. Can you run four with double tactician? Yes, you yes. can. Oh my god, would that work? I love shuttles. Uh-oh. Hold up, FCS and tactician. I'm, I'm done. No, double tactician. <laughs> I'm telling you, because that much stress is just going to make your opponent very sad. Yeah, just getting people on arc is going to be impossible after the second shuttle dies. <laughs> But I did have some fun with my list. I I, I kind of called it "Don't Tase Me, Bro." Since we're throwing out uh, three ions and three stresses every turn, so I was just Don't tasing people left and right. Bro. Oh, that's good. That's oh, fun. all right. Um, well, 
Dallas, I absolutely want to have you on the podcast again. This was a lot of fun. Sure. I really appreciate you coming on. And you're probably, I mean, very soon um, we're, we're going to start up uh, uh, something where I expect you to do very well. So mm-hmm. uh, the, we'll, we'll go ahead and announce that we're, we're working on it. We've talked about yep. this, but uh, Holonet, uh we have something brewing uh, that is going to shake the meta, you know, ooh. Um, and, and we'll go ahead and announce that in the future, that it may involve uh, Dallas, myself, and Theorist, and some others. Yeah, Anyways, I'll, probably, I'll probably have to run this list that I won TCO with. I've been calling up Boston Legal on mute. I have to run that again. <laughs> just, to, just to take some suckers out. Um, anyways, I really do want to have you on the podcast again. It was absolutely great. Um, it, do you want to give any uh, parting uh, wisdom uh, before we uh, before we go? Um, not too much. I mean, I don't think the swarm's going to die, so that, that'll be my go-to list. I have so much fun with it, so just fly whatever you like if people give you you know crap about something just keep flying what you like kick their ass with it right yes exactly (laughs) well uh parting advice from dallas parker we really do appreciate you coming on the show um for the world's most feared or the galaxy's most feared battle droid theorist jeff uh my name is richard white also known as kelvin tiberius this has been the scum and villainy podcast thank you and uh galactic calling it Thank you.